Lots of questions lately about how to set a stop on a position in your portfolio. That's coming up on today's Three Minutes on Markets and Money. So the question is, is how do I go about setting stops on positions in our portfolios? It's actually a good question, and there's not really an exact science to setting stops in a lot of cases. A lot of it is subjective. Some of it has to do with experience, but there are some technical parameters that we can look at in terms of helping decide where to place those stops on positions in our portfolios. Now, first of all, Setting a stop is simply just setting a point to where I'm not willing to lose more money in a position, particularly if it's a new position that I just deployed in my portfolio. Today, we're going to use Apple as an example because it's a good stock that a lot of people own and have questions about. So first of all, the stock is trading three standard deviations above its 50-day moving average, which is very extended here, and we're certainly expecting a pullback. So if we own Apple here at this very extended level, the first thing I may want to do is just start to take some profits in my position, just reduce my position size temporarily. It's had a very, very strong run. But at what point would I want to start removing that position entirely from my portfolio? Well, the first area where I may want to set a stop loss is right around the 20-day moving average. This has been a good level of previous support for Apple going back. And again, it's just kind of that first warning sign that I may want to start reducing more of my position. The 50-day moving average now becomes kind of the next level of key support here for Apple. So what we're looking for here is some moving averages to dictate levels of previous support. So moving averages work well for stop points because those stop points move over time versus just setting a strict stop loss level. I bought it at 174. I'm going to sell it at 150. I'm going to put a stop loss in at 150. Moving averages tend to adjust over time. It helps the stop level stay relevant to the current price of the stock. Two other ways to set stop levels are previous areas of support and previous trend levels for that particular company. First of all, if we take a look at Apple, the Apple has a good support level going back here at 140 for the stock. It was where previous tops existed and previous bottoms existed for Apple over the course of the last several months. So if Apple would break through that support level, that's actually a, fairy, a fairly good level to place a stop for Apple stock. Now, once you would break through that level of support, you're getting to fairly oversold levels of the markets here. So I would expect the Apple to bounce at some point here because of that oversold condition. So instead of selling immediately when the stop level is, is violated, you may wanna look for a bounce here back to that previous support level then to sell that stock there because generally that's where the stock will begin to start a bigger downtrend over time. The last way to set a stop level for us is using previous trend line support for that stock over the longer term period. Looking at Apple on a longer term time frame, there's a very clear rising trend for Apple stock going all the way back to 2019. So one of the kind of the key longer term lines to be looking at is that rising trend line. A break of that trend line is a very important kind of key support for Apple stock and would represent a reversal in the stock price, potentially leading to much lower levels of stock prices over time. So I definitely want to currently place a stop right now, right around 150 on Apple. Now, right below that is a is kind of a level of support right around 140. So that 150, 140 support level 
for Apple on a longer term basis certainly sets up a good place to put a stop temporarily. There's certainly other ways to put a stop level on stocks. And again, this is all subjective to how you want to manage your portfolio and your money. William O'Neill suggests an 8% trailing stop loss. There's other people say just use a 10% trailing loss, a 20% trailing loss, whatever it is. The problem with just using a percentage loss is that you may get a correction that's still within a very defined uptrend, get stopped out of a stock, the stock immediately reverses and goes up, and then you're frustrated because you got stopped out of your position. Also remember, when you put stops on positions, you don't have to put a stop on the entire position. You can put a stop level on a partial position as well, just to reduce your ownership of something that you want to try to hold longer term, and then use that weakness at some point to add back into the position at lower levels. That's just how we do it at RIA Advisors and managing portfolios for our clients. But if you have questions or comments, get by the website, realinvestmentadvice.com. Let us know how we can help you. Have a great day. See you back here tomorrow for the next edition of 3 Minutes on Markets and Money.